0: Windfall taxes are almost always a bad idea. They're an admission of failure. That is, a failure to sort out energy markets so that prices reflect costs, customers get a good deal, and companies earn a reasonable rate of return. It's not beyond rocket science to sort those things out, and it's the fact that we haven't that have got us into the mess we're in at the moment, And indeed, in addition, we're in a mess because we have also failed to take serious strategic decisions about things like security supply. And it's ironic that the current price shocks are a function of that broader lack of attention to energy security, to gas storage and to our position as part of the European energy market, whether we like it or not. This time around the case for a windfall tax is pretty soft, and it arises because there needs to be someone to blame. We've had big cost and price shock to consumers, extraordinary bills which are going to push up towards three thousand pounds on average this autumn. And in this context, we've had a serious scare about the coming winter and security going forward. So It must be someone's fault. We must blame someone. And what easier target than North Sea oil and gas companies? Less easy is electricity generators on shore. So in order to understand what's going on here, we have to start with what do we mean by a windfall? What exactly is a windfall? So if you say, well, is it a circumstance in which prices go up but costs don't, then you're really talking about almost any market anywhere at some stage. In a competitive market, it's hardly ever the case that prices exactly resemble costs and exactly reflect them. So if you take the oil and gas market, sometimes the prices are very low. Sometimes so low that the companies are making negative returns and sometimes they're high. That's what markets do. Prices go up and down. Right now, the gap between price and cost is large and it's large for a particular reason. And that's the tightening of the gas and oil markets in the post-COVID lockdown periods in the autumn of last year exacerbated a bit further by what's happened in Ukraine and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So in an odd kind of way, you could say, well, the oil and gas companies are doing well out of what Russia's up to and what's happening in global oil markets and European gas markets. And you know, while the customers are doing badly, isn't it the job of government to take from those doing well and give to those doing badly. And in a sense, that's right, we want to balance, but the trouble with the government deciding where the returns should lie and reallocating between companies and customers is that in the process, it's pretty hard to maintain one's faith that market forces are going to work going forward. And that's why windfall taxes always damage investment. They must raise the cost of capital. They must make people think, well, are they going to do it again? What happens if we sink lots of money in investing in the energy sectors offshore and onshore? Won't some government come along later whenever the price goes up and make sure that we don't do well, while at the same time doing nothing to bail us out when things go wrong? So there's that concern out there and worry. Uh, The companies can afford right now to pay these taxes, even though in the case of BP and Shell, very large losses have been taken in Russia over the assets that uh, they've had to effectively abandon. So they can pay at the moment, but the question is, what happens further out? And of course, the windfalls in this sense of prices not being related to costs accrue not just to oil and gas companies, but in principle to nuclear, to coal, and indeed quite a lot of the renewables as well. Because their costs haven't changed either, or haven't changed very much, and therefore there's a gap between price and cost. They have been beneficiaries of what's happened in these international markets and over in Ukraine. What's the alternative to reaching for the quick fix windfall tax and blaming the oil and gas companies in particular? Well the answer is that a windfall tax is an admission that we failed to get North Sea taxation right and that we failed to organise the electricity markets to reflect the underlying costs and in particular, the uh, falling costs of renewables, and we've continued to link it to the gas price. So the real wake-up call of this windfall tax discussion, and if you like, the possible benefit of this debate raging at the moment, is that we could fix those two things. The offshore oil and gas taxation, well, that's about the balance of risk and the balance of returns for the government, because ultimately, the government, we, the population, own the oil and gas resources and the companies who risk capital to get the stuff out. And you can have rising progressive taxation, you can have rising blocks, you can have all sorts of mechanisms to get a fair share for government and therefore a fair share for taxpayers out of uh, those resources. And that's what we should do. We should sort it out going forward so that when the oil and gas companies develop new resources, they kind of know where they're going to stand and what those investments might look like. When it comes to the electricity market, it is, you know, bizarre that despite all the wind farms being developed, the solar stuff, uh, the development of nuclear, etc., that we carry on pretending that the price of electricity ought to be determined by the spot price of gas. Why? Of course, we do burn gas and we'll have to pay the price of gas in electricity generation from those gas plants. But the price of gas, the spot price, has got nothing to do with the cost of running a wind farm or a nuclear power station. And as we increase the proportion of electricity, which is coming from those non-fossil fuels, all with pretty much marginal costs of zero, we should be seeing the benefit. Of course, these investors in uh, net zero transition should get a reasonable return. But they shouldn't get an excess return. And that's how we got into this crazy debate about extending the windfall tax to renewables, nuclear, etc., At this stage of the game. The reason why we're in this point is because we have the wrong structure for the energy market. We have a 20th century energy market, whereas what we should be doing is having a 21st century market, which is designed for the transition to net zero. And it's not as if this is kind of rocket science to reform the electricity market, to reflect the proper costs. It's been a debate out there for some time, I set out in the cost of energy review how you would do it and at the same time ensure security of supply. So net zero and security supply through a transition, through a reform of the uh, electricity markets away from the wholesale market towards uh, what I described as equivalent firm power. There are other models you can pursue out there, but of all the models out there, the one that's definitely wrong is the current one, based on the spot price of gas determining the spot price of electricity. So it's not as if governments haven't known about this. They've been mucking about in this territory for at least five years. You might say, well, that's true, but they've seen the light of the uh, problem and they've decided to do energy market reform. That's true, but there's an urgency to this. It's not a matter of taking two or three years to think about what we might do about the market and maybe another couple of years to legislate and wait till we're in the second half of this decade before we get away from the spot price of gas determining the spot price of electricity. That won't do. We need to get on with this relatively quickly and it's not difficult to do. Of course vested interests will have their say, there'll be enormous amount of lobbying etc but then you have to look at the other side of the equation. Why are people going to pay £2,800 for an average household bill? It's nonsense. The costs haven't gone up enough to justify £2,800. The cost of wind hasn't gone up. The cost of solar hasn't gone up. The cost of nuclear hasn't gone up. So, why? Why exactly are we making people pay this? And all the time we wait, and toy around with thinking about market reform, people are going to carry on suffering and going through this cost of living uh, nightmare that for many people is out there. So this is a doable proposition. Let's get on with it. Let's get away from the energy policy and politics of failure, which the windfall tax is a prime example. And let's get on with creating the market structures for the transition to net zero. And after all, we haven't got much time. We're supposed to decarbonize the entirety of the electricity side of the economy by 2.35. That's 12, 13 years away. If you take four years to reform the market, there won't be much time to achieve the objective And I'm pretty sure we won't if we don't do those reforms. So let's use this windfall tax discussion as a wake-up call. Let's get the offshore tax fixed. Let's get the onshore electricity market fit for the net zero purposes. Oh, and while we're at it, we might address the question about having some serious gas storage and some serious resilience in the system. And we need that pretty urgently because next winter, the winter coming up, doesn't look that good. So fixable problem. But windfall taxes are the illustration of the failures of the last five years to address energy policy. Thank you.